0: If you're sick of the mainstream sports outlets, well, so was I. So I started my own show. I'm Shane Larson, and this is the Game Time Guru. It's different than other talk shows. I'm providing a panoramic view on sports so you can see them through a different lens. So buckle up, and let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome out to another episode of the Game Time Guru Podcast. I'm your host, Shane Larson, and today I'm coming at you solo. You guys, you know me by now. I usually do interviews. I'll bring on some guests, but I'm going to switch things up a little bit this year. I'm going to bring on some amazing guests. I'm still doing that, but I'm going to also switch things up throughout the month and kind of give you my own perspective on sports, talk about some topics myself, some uh, some, you know, live updates. I want, to, I want to get a mixture of everything, right? So I want to be able to share my passion with you from my perspective as well as the perspective of other guests. So that's why I'm going to be going solo today and talk with you guys a little bit about a couple different topics. Before we get started, though, I want to give you an update on the show and let you know what's happening, right? I've told you guys big things are coming. So right now we're working on a membership site for the podcast where you have access to all the content and you'll have access to a Facebook group where we can also go in there and and have discussions in regards to sports. And it's going to be an amazing opportunity for all of us sports fans to get together and just talk sports. Sometimes we got to get away from the world. We've got to get away from all the the political discussions, the religious discussions. We have got to get away from all of that and kind of have a break from reality and just go into the sports discussions because that's supposed to bring, you know, the good conversations. Sometimes there de- there's debates, but they're fun debates because they're regarding sports. So, keep an eye out for that. It's in the works. It's going to be a couple of weeks before that's even close to being ready, but I want you guys to know that we're going to have that. So have that on your radar, uh, going forward. So if you haven't followed me already, please, if you're listening to this on Facebook or sorry, Facebook, if you are listening to it on iTunes, YouTube, whatever it is, go follow me on all my platforms, my social media platforms. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, search for me and go find me. Also, subscribe to the show. Uh, I love it if you can subscribe to my show. It helps me out, obviously. So I don't want to sound selfish, but it does help me out if you subscribe to the show. And then um, you can get all the episodes as they come through. Every time a new episode is posted, which is every Friday, you'll have... The episode come through on your phone. The best way to do that iTunes is really easy. uh, Sorry, an iPhone is really easy because it already has the Apple podcast app built into the phone. But there's other ones like Spotify. And if you have an Android, there's Google Play Music. There's also Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, uh, CastBox, so many apps. They're all free. And my my podcast is free to like download and listen to. So just do that for me and do me a favor. And that'd be awesome. So Breaking into the discussion today, I want to actually start with a new segment called Where Are They? I'm going to give you an uh, an in-depth look at kind of where some of these guys are at that have been on my show in the past. And I thought it was fitting to bring up Kyle Aslami. Kyle is uh, a, an amateur mixed martial arts fighter here out of the Treasure Valley in Idaho. And Kyle was on my podcast during the summer. Okay. And he was talking about his career, what he intends on doing the work that he puts in. You guys should go back and check it out. Um, I'll put the link down here so you guys can see it. Uh, Kyle's episode was incredible and it's really cool to watch his progression. I always keep an eye on all the guests that I bring onto the show. It's not like I just bring them on and don't ever talk to him again. I like to build relationships and kind of keep an eye on, on people and support them in their journeys because that's the same thing I want. I want people to support me as I go through this sports media journey and continue to build this brand and this business. So I keep an eye on Kyle. Well, Now, Kyle's got a fight coming up next week, a week from today, which is going to be at CenturyLink Arena. Um, It's going to be for Front Street Fights. I encourage you guys to all pay attention to it and watch it. Kyle's a great fighter. I've watched how he's put in the work since the podcast that we had this summer, the training that he's consistently done. I followed him on social media, and I see what he's doing. He trains, he trains, he trains. He's had a fight in between, which he did not come out victorious, um, but... He still went up he traveled to go to that fight and now he's back in the Treasure Valley ready to fight um, and I'm excited for it because he's gonna be in front of his hometown crowd so if you live in Boise and you want to go check out Front Street fights go check it out there's tickets available they're actually really fun and I'm always one to encourage you to 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 give these younger fighters and these you know these fighters that that go on these smaller promotions like Front Street fights go support them. Everybody always talks about these UFC fighters and Bellator and these big name promotions and they don't think that anybody else is good fighters because they're, you know, local talent, they're on smaller cards. No, you guys have to understand there are so many talented athletes and talented professionals in their field uh, that simply don't get an opportunity to be seen. So they have to work their way up through the ranks. And Kyle Aslami is one of those. He has amazing footwork. Um, That's one of the things I noticed about Kyle when I first started watching him fight is he has amazing footwork. So he's fun to watch because he's strategic with the way he moves around the octagon. So make sure you check it out. Um, uh, Kyle's going to be fighting next Friday. So he's still in the fight business. Kyle's killing it and he will have a fight coming up. So guys, I wanted to kind of just give a, a, a little bit of a breakdown in, in the sports world from my perspective. A couple of things I wanted to talk about today. The main thing I, I will get to in just a second, but um, it's that it's that week, you know, or sorry, that, that time of the year where you know, we almost have we got the Super Bowl coming up, which is you know, exciting, but uh after the Super Bowl it's that that dead time where you know, it's basketball and then baseball is going and and they'll start up and it's kind of weird cuz you always get depressed after the Super Bowl because football's over, but leading up to the Super Bowl, we had a very exciting Time um, and and not for necessarily a good reason. You know those the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship games, um, exciting ones to watch. But the NFC Championship, obviously, uh, the refs took a lot of took a lot of flack for that. Um, there were some missed calls in that game, and you know we've we've spoken with different people around the sports industry here on the show, and I've tried to keep an open mind now, but. Referees, man, they are there. It's 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 a struggle sometimes. To it's a struggle for me. It's a struggle for me to understand how they blatantly miss certain calls. Um, and some of those calls are game-changing calls. Like you can say every call or every missed call is a game-changing call, but there are some that are truly detrimental to to drives in the in football. So like if it it stops a drive, hinders a drive, hinders scoring opportunities. Um, there's so many calls that can be that can be so detrimental to the outcome of games and and it's very difficult to watch and luckily i didn't have a dog in the fight um otherwise i would have been extremely upset because i've been there before um i've been on the good and the bad side of of the bad calls as a cowboys fan i watched the des bryant uh miss catch and and i i thought that was an awful call and i also saw the week prior to that, when they beat the the Lions, when they reversed a pass interference call, which I still don't think was pass interference, but when I watched the replay, I still don't think there was pass interference. But if you go back and watch that Lions game, there were some sketchy things that happened. And um, that was back when the Cowboys were playing them right before they played the Packers in that game to you know have that Des Bryant miscatch. So anyways, referees always come up in the media, and I hate that when that overtakes you know the game itself and what was done in the game. The good news is the AFC Championship was incredible. Granted, the overtime rules suck in NFL football. Like, sorry, in N- yeah, NFL football. But it was an incredible game. Uh, I blame that completely on Andy Reid. That's my take. Andy Reid had three timeouts going into the overtime. His defense was absolutely rattled. They couldn't stop anybody. They were breathing hard. They got him to third and long, third and medium, and they kept converting third downs. The Patriots did. You knew they were going to Edelman. You knew they were going to. Um, Sorry, they were going to Gronk, but you couldn't stop them. That was the problem. and You just couldn't stop them. So they were getting rattled, and they were getting defeated, and he didn't once call a timeout. Even at the goal line when they got into the, uh, the past the 10-yard line on the final drive of overtime, Andy Reid had an opportunity to call timeout and let his team take a break and regroup, and he did not. He had three timeouts to use, and he didn't use either one of them. So it's kind of frustrating to watch that. I blame that on Andy Reid. A lot of people will say, oh, well, that's great play by Tom Brady, great execution, which it was. But you have to also understand – that you're a coach and you need to make adjustments and understand the situation. I think Andy Reid is known for that. He doesn't make good in-game adjustments, good uh, game management decisions, and I think that came back to bite them. So it's kind of frustrating for Chiefs fans because we didn't get to see Patrick Mahomes at least even have a shot at beating Tom Brady in overtime, and that was very frustrating. Uh, I'm going for the Rams in the Super Bowl. I don't want the Patriots to win another one, uh, but I don't know if they can match with the Patriots. The Patriots' uh, execution is un. Believable In NBA news, guys, if you're paying attention to the NBA, it's exciting right now what James Harden is doing. I used to hate Harden. I, I, I really did. I hated James Harden. I could not stand the guy, but he is putting up absolutely insane numbers right now and executing at an efficient level. Now, one of the things we have, we can love him or hate him, right, based on his style of play. He always draws fouls. He always does that. Uh, he has a weird style of play. goes to the free throw line frequently, okay, frequently. And we know that. But James Harden has a style of play that's so efficient because he can get the ball, um, he can distribute the ball, and he can score at will. He can get to the free throw line, he distributes the ball. So he does put a lot of pressure on defenses because he has found a style in this game, in this era, where he has to make the referees make a call, and he does that. And it's extremely difficult for defenders because they have to figure out, well, do I play defense with my hands? If I stick my hands out there, he's going to hook me, and we're going to get a foul call. Um, if I don't play with my hands and he gets past me, then he's going to dish to the rock because I, I can't let him go right by me because he's going to dish it to whoever's out for a three-pointer. He, he is such an efficient player, and you can't deny that. It's insane. Uh, but keep an eye on the Western Conference, guys. Keep an eye on the Western Conference. The Utah Jazz, and everyone's like sitting there, oh, they're not what they were last year. I actually disagree. Um, I disagree that they're not what they were last year. They're literally almost the exact same team as they were last year. They had a very difficult schedule for the first 40 games, and now you're starting to see what happens. And they got a little bit of a bump with Donovan Mitchell playing at the point guard position while Ricky Rubio was out with an injury. And you saw what happened is when – they started getting a flow. And that's the scary thing about the Jazz is they have so many people that can actually contribute and contribute consistently. When I say contribute, I mean getting over 10 points a game. Um, you'll look down a a Jazz, you know, stat line from night in and night out, and you might see four or five players in double digits. It's not just one or two guys. It's four or five players in double digits, you know, 10 to 15 points for some 30 for others. But they did. They distribute and they contribute, and it's and it's a fun game to watch. So watch the, as the Jazz continue to, to creep up in the Western Conference standings as they, they you know move forward towards the All Star break, but also to the second half of the season. Um, I'm also curious to see how the Lakers do once LeBron's fully healthy. They obviously had an initial push with LeBron the last couple of weeks. They've been out, uh, kind of down in the slump, and you're starting to see the impact that LeBron James has on a team. It's un believable how important LeBron is for a team. Okay, unbelievable, uh, and I think we're starting to see that now. But I don't know how the Lakers are going to respond. Are they going to be able to, you know, have enough time to to creep up in the Western Conference? This is not the Eastern Conference of old that LeBron was used to, where you could finish five hundred and still be a, a five or six seed. That's not the case here. Uh, the Western Conference has historically been different than, than that in the last five to ten years. So um, there's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done on for a lot of teams as they're going to be battling for those last three positions in the West. So, guys, I, uh, I do want to take a second and talk a little bit about um, Carmelo Anthony. So some teams are looking at Carmelo Anthony, where he's going to go and what he's going to do. And it's sad for me to see Carmelo Anthony at the position that he's in right now because I loved Carmelo and his game so much when he first got into the league. In fact, I loved him when he was at Syracuse, when he won the national championship as a freshman. I thought he was awesome. I loved his game because he was explosive back then, and he could shoot the ball. And as a shooter myself, I like to shoot the ball. That's how I always was in, in basketball. I could shoot. I always respected his game, and I thought he transitioned to the NBA much quicker, and and, and it was a smoother transition than LeBron James did. And at that time, I thought he was going to have a better NBA career than LeBron James, obviously that is not the case, but, uh, it's sad how, how quickly, uh, Carmelo Anthony kind of derailed in regards to his game and, and where he fits in this, you know, today's NBA, uh, Carmelo though, if you guys look back, we, we forget so quickly, you know, what happened and as we look this week was actually the 4 year I think no sorry the 5 year anniversary of when he dropped I think it was 60 62 at the at the garden uh, when he was with the Knicks it was just 5 years ago like it's not that long ago we forget how good he still was even when he was you know battling injuries you know he was taking the Knicks to the playoffs and it was him and a bunch of guys but he was he was taking them there and he was competing and he was actually really good and with the Nuggets he was explosive he could dunk he was a high flyer he could he could shoot wherever he wanted he was one of the best like one-on-one ball players because he could shoot regardless of how good you were guarding him he wasn't flashy but he was explosive and could shoot the ball and so now we're seeing you know he's he didn't transition anymore because he couldn't adjust to today's NBA and he let injuries derail him and his attitude he just wants to fit into a team and it just doesn't work and it's really sad for me to see that but again I've mentioned this before I think a lot of credit needs to go towards people like LeBron James. You see how he's taken care of himself. He's adapted to the NBA. His game, you know, went with the NBA, right? LeBron has been able to stick with the style of the NBA, whereas Carmelo Anthony's game just is not what they need anymore. His specific position is not... His skill set is not what's needed and efficient in the in today's NBA, and I feel really bad for him. I still think Carmelo can contribute on a team, but he cannot be a number one option. And the unfortunate thing about Melo is he needs to shoot the ball, he needs the ball in his hands in order to get into a rhythm and be effective. That's when he's the best, is when he is the number one option. The problem is today's teams don't need him as their number one option, and so it's just it's just a it's a sad thing to see. And people are talking about him going to the Lakers because LeBron's always wanted to play with Melo. I don't see that working because I I just don't see him. Like they're trying to figure out who their number one scorer is, and you know LeBron has to you know drive and dish. But Melo doesn't want to be a spot up shooter like he was in OKC uh, and like he was about to be in in Houston. He wants to be someone who can get the ball and you can run the offense through him. I just don't know if he can do that anymore, and it's just so sad to see. I still thought he had something in the tank. I hoped he would. Um, where he was at just 10 years ago compared to now is insane. It's just insane because just like 10, 11 years ago, they were fighting literally with the Lakers for a championship. You know, They were fighting with the Lakers in the, the Nuggets-Lakers series to try to get into the championship, and uh, they were really close. They were really, really close. And uh, now we're looking at where he's at and it's just insane how quickly the drop off was because we forget uh, how good he really was. And I hate that about players when when they drop off and we just don't get to see, you know, we just forget so quickly. I think that's how we are sports fans. We we quickly forget how good certain players were. And that's what's really sad for me, and I hope that he he can make it on a on a team. So, guys, I'm gonna wrap this up and and let you guys go. It was my opportunity to speak with you guys this week. I'm gonna do this from time to time, maybe once or twice a month, where I can just you know talk sports with you guys, kind of break down a couple of the things going on. Um, I didn't want my podcast to be only sports talk because it's what everybody else does, and I wanted to change it up. So I'm going to continue with that. I'm gonna bring on guests and talk about things. We're gonna bring on a, a guest out of Chicago who's gonna be talking. Uh, mental health and sports and it's going to be an amazing discussion with him he's a sports counselor out of Chicago um, former collegiate soccer player and he ha- and he's a coach for high school soccer so he, he has a lot of experience with youth sports and mental health so that's going to be a great discussion we're going to bring on amazing guests but I do want to give you my opinions and, uh, and everything moving forward so again guys make sure to go follow me you know the drill we'll be here every Friday make sure to subscribe to the podcast share it with your friends and uh, we'll talk to you next week